Blog Talk Radio. have reached your destination, SB Barber Morning Show, and our commentary team, the commentators par excellence, Dr. Louis Foreman, Jr., and Ms. Lydia Inyosa. And this is the business of Monday Money Talk and Black Money Team. You can hashtag either of those, and you'll always find us, whether we are in the community broadcasting remote or internet radio. So I want to welcome our listeners as you chime in. And uh, we have a serious matter that we must address. And I think that it's appropriate that we do so. We've taken the walls off of every platform that we possibly can to get give you a voice listeners this is about your voice what you're talking about what you're thinking about as it relates to monday the business of monday money talk and here's one of the things that we want to talk about today uh it was sent to my attention and so i jumped in with all feet that uh, one of our businesses in the Twin Cities, located in Minneapolis on West Broadway, uh, and the name of the restaurant is Olympic Cafe. And uh, an individual made reference that she was fired because a female, and um, hopefully she'll be chiming in, It's all about schedule right now, but folks do know what's going on. But she's very concerned that not only that she was fired uh, when she brought this up again, and it had been brought up by other employees who have had the job, and uh, also they walked away from it. Uh, You know, so we're going to dive right in this, and I'll share with you some of the comments so you'll have a sense of what's going on so let's do it this way dr foreman and miss lydia Iniosa, i'm going to open your mics now so go ahead and greet everyone the way we do it good morning twin cities and good morning listeners all across the country and even across the world we want to welcome you to this morning's edition of Monday Money Talk, and also our business of the Black Money Team 
to help you keep your money in the black. And for black community, we want to make sure that you are at the table empowered to do what you need to do and handle your business. So today we're going to get into some subject matter that's going to teach you how to handle your business, how to avoid some mistakes and failures, and, uh, and keep your money in the black. Thank you, Dr. Foreman. This is Lydia Hinojosa. Welcome, everyone. Happy Monday. If Monday has not been your favorite day of the week, it certainly is going to start becoming one now. Get you a notebook, a piece of paper, a writing instrument, because you're going to hear things on this program that you're not going to hear any other place, and then you're going to be kicking yourself because you didn't jot it down. So I'm warning you now, get something to write with because you will end up taking at least one piece of information that's going to be useful, if not more. Good morning. Thank you. Excellent, excellent. Uh, You heard Dr. Foreman make reference to, you're going to learn some things to do better, get better, whatever is necessary, and handling your business. So you may be thinking, well, what does that have to do with the fact that we have been informed that a business is preparing food and selling it, serving it in an unsanitary fashion. Believe it or not, we always love to wrap up with solutions, solutions. Uh, Lydia, I have reached out to uh, Dan Gore, and uh, if there's anyone else that you want to reach quickly as it relates to uh, labor, et cetera, and uh, the health department, and so Whatever we want to bring to the table, we can do so or make those invites known, uh, whether it's Twitter or Facebook. You know what, talking amongst ourselves, how, you know, we'll get to that <laughs> right now. But you know what, maybe or when was the last time you walked into a restaurant, whether it's a small mom and pop or a large chain establishment, and yet you just happen to glance as you're passing by the food prep area, no matter how small it is or whatever, on your way to the bathroom, restroom, where we eliminate, (laughs) and you are encountered by a service person, employee, coming out of that bathroom with gloves on, Hmm. Gloves on. Hmm. Oh. And you and they go right back into the prep area and do their thing. Now, see, I'm a little different because I'll call you on the carpet no matter what. It doesn't make any difference. Call me OCD, whatever. But I'm going to do that for my benefit, my good, and not only that, bringing it to their attention in the event. Look, they're having a bad day, but like my mother would always say, don't bring your baggage to work, whatever that might mean. But, yes, uh, here are, uh, you know, this is Olympic Cafe, and you say, well, why, Apostle, are you even bringing up the name? Because this is where we're at right now. Uh, last week we, we dealt with some issues, and we'll continue to deal with these issues, uh, not just on Wednesdays, everything is political. Tuesday, everything new, community view. And Monday, money, money, talk. Hmm, money, money. The business of Monday, money, talk. 
So no matter what is going on and how well your money is flowing, if you are neglecting, forfeiting, and ignoring proper business practices, whether it is a sanitary aspect and food service, whether it is in the medical field and you are missing the mark on uh, sanitary equipment, you know you're not doing that. This woman walks out, another woman comes in for a pap smear, and you know what? All you do is rinse off something. Oh, come on. I mean, you see, so this is big. This is big. We can, and, and money is important to stay afloat, to pay your employees, et cetera. But when there is this aspect of negligence, we'll go there, negligence, negligence, you choose to look the part, then invest in the equipment that you need and uh, the sanitation restrictions, requirements, and all of these things. And you may say, well, you know, I don't even have anyone or any source. Um, you know what, Dr. Foreman or Lydia, you know, when it comes to sanitation, et cetera, for food services, either one of you, go ahead and make reference. But we, we are going to hear some of these comments, all right? So either one of you, go ahead. Two things, Apostle Barber. Uh, actually, three, real quick. Um, All right. Number one, number one, as far as business, cheap things turn out to be expensive, or shortcuts can get expensive. So, if people are trying to save a couple bucks here and there with uh, whatever uh, time, supplies, whatever it is, uh, like you said a minute ago, it can turn out to be very expensive if they have the health department clamping down on them, if they get fined, if, you know, whatever. Once they get caught for those shortcuts, they may end up uh, costing them a lot of money in the long run. Uh, Also, uh, the other thing uh, uh, for our listeners, if you like a place, if you really, really like a place, uh, give it a Yelp rating. Talk about it on social media. People only put their bad experiences on social media, and there's times when good places get shut down because they give the impression that they're not good because the people that have a bad experience go on social media and rant. Um, but anyway, so, so that's one part. The wow, that's part an excellent is, point, Lydia. Excellent point. Continue. Thank you. Thank you. Because up on Snelling, I don't remember, there's some Chinese food place that closed down. They've been around for 15 years or whatever. The only reviews they got were negative, but it was a great little place, and they ended up closing. So that's one part. The other part is um, it's not just what we see. Most of us can connect the dots to some degree or another. I remember ages ago, before I ever got in business, being in a restaurant um, and going to the bathroom at the restaurant just before we left. The The bathroom was absolutely filthy. The floor had like a layer of crud on it. Um, the, the corners had, you know, built up uh, lint and who knows how many things. I don't know when was the last time they passed a mop over that thing. And it wasn't that far from the kitchen. And I remember thinking, if the public comes in here and this is what we see, what does their kitchen look like? Because the public doesn't go into their kitchen. 
Amen. The other part, thank you. Um, the other part that uh, uh, that I was thinking about with this kind of stuff, it's you know, are we thinking long term or short term? If the short, and th- this comes back to the first point, if this, if we're thinking short term, let me save a few bucks, then we can get ourselves in trouble. If we're thinking long term, let me do what's right. We might end up spending a little bit more money in the short term, but that's money we're not going to have to spend in the long term as far as fines or maybe advertising or whatever. People, we call them dives because they're little hole in the wall or whatever, but we expect our dives to meet at least the minimum requirements of sanitation. Nobody's going to go to a dive that is a dirty dive, period. Um, And one last thing before I I finish up my rant. What we do reflects who we are, whether it's in business, whether it's with our friends, whether whatever. Um, Before, I used to think that somebody could be ruthless in business, but a sweetheart with their family. And I've come to the conclusion that if you can be ruthless in business, as soon as your family rubs you the wrong way, maybe not right away, but sooner or later, you have the ability to be ruthless with your family too. But... um, the way we, be, we we behave reflects who we are. I went to a wedding over the weekend, and it was a simple little thing where uh, they catered in food from a local place. There was no uh, uh, ser- serving staff, none of that stuff. It was buffet style. And most of the tables cleaned up their own uh, dishes and things like that from, from their table. And there was one complete table that was completely empty and nobody had lifted any dish or cup or plate or anything from that table. And I remember looking at that table and thinking, these people have no home training. An entire table, it it stood out like a sore thumb. It was the only table in the place that was that, I don't want to say filthy because it wasn't dirty, but that cluttered. Anyway, Dr. Lois, to you, please. (laughs) I say amen again. You're preaching good. You started preaching to the choir. Um, (laughs) My my nickname, my family calls me Monk. Uh, For those who know, you know, or don't know, Monk is a TV show uh, on uh, cable where the guy is a germaphobe. And uh, I'm not necessarily a germaphobe, but I do believe in always keeping my hands and other things clean. If I go to a restaurant, the first thing I want to do is go to the bathroom. If I don't go to the bathroom or the bathroom is not up to par, um, I usually carry hand sanitizer with me. So uh, I call it goom goom juice, and and I just say pass the goom goom juice, or I just say goom goom juice, and my wife, my daughters know time to dive in the purse and find dad some hand sanitizer. And so you know. you know, I'm definitely with you on that. When you go to a place, you know, it, it ought to be clean. Uh, there was a few nuggets I got out of what you said, and I kind of paraphrased them. But, uh, you know, uh, any part of it reflects on all of it. So, again, you know, I've gone to many restaurants, like the little, quote, unquote, dives, hole in the walls, neighborhood spots. And, uh, you know, the food is great. The service is pretty good. Um, but you go into the bathroom, and it's a different story. You know, business owners, restauranteurs, food people, you got to know that your sanitation, your restrooms, your kitchens, your floors, 
that those reflect on the business. Yeah, it can taste great, but the minute I see that you don't keep the floors clean, the toilets clean, the the counters clean, I'm in my mind, I'm wondering how much of that's in my food or impacting my food. So it makes me, you know, less likely to want to come back. It raises an eyebrow, you know, to whether I can trust that your food is going to be not only good tasting to me, but also good for me, uh, you know. And, uh, and I, I also, you know, like I said, who you are is who you are. Or, you know, the way you said, I think, was the way you behave is who you are. So, again, you know, you can say I'm a clean, uh, you know, nice, uh, family-friendly business but do things that are other than that because that's contradictory. And, again, it's the little things that you do or that one part where you compromise uh, that really tells who you are, your level of excellence, and, uh, and that causes compromise. And then I just want to say this, too, that, you know, one of my mentors has a slogan I've adapted for my life is that excellence and beauty cost more, but they pay for themselves, you know. And so I find it to be a truism. Excellence and beauty cost more. It may cost more time to be able to mop that bathroom floor and wipe down this thing to make sure that toilet's out there. It may cost you some, you know, if you're uncomfortable cleaning, you know, you're, you're a germaphobe. You're like, man, I really want to have my hand in a toilet or dealing with that kind of stuff. You know, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the cook or I'm the, uh, the, the manager of the counter or I'm the cashier. Well, guess what? You know, all that's a part of your business. It takes, you know, a little bit of uncomfortability spending 15 minutes putting on some long gloves so that you can kind of deal with managing the germs and contact situation. When people say, man, this place was clean from top to bottom, and the food was great, the service was great, the place was clean, now you're starting to get you know, the recognition and, and the, um, the approval that you need for people to want to come back to your restaurant and refer your restaurant to other people. And I agree with you. Again, if you find some place that's good, promote it. You know, uh, it's time for us to stop letting – uh, having this thing of the best kept secrets in town. If it's good, don't let it be a secret. Social media is available to all of us 24-7. Folks are promoting all kind of foolishness and, and hating and cussing and having temper tantrums on there. If something's good, a business, a service, a, a ministry, promote that. Tell somebody else how good it is so their life can be blessed the way your life's been blessed by taking part in that particular organization or that particular venue. You know, when I heard uh, both of you, uh, you know, one point, uh, Lydia, you made reference to, and I loved it, the way uh, you opened in acknowledging that sometimes people are ranting and, you know, I'm just summarizing it, and they've had a bad experience for whatever the reason and as an employee, and then they leave, and so, you know, they want to say all these negative things, and maybe those things aren't true. Well, that's why we bring it to the platform so that, you know, people can do their own investigating, And but at least, uh, as Dr. Uh, Foreman just acknowledged, it's not a best-kept secret. No secrets, you know, uh, because this impacts us all. Uh, and, and, and this was great to open up uh, the broadcast this way at the beginning of the week here on our Monday Money Talk. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's, that's really important. This is business. You want to be informed. You want to be uh, at the table. <laughs> and that's why we dubbed it Put It on the Table. And so... Uh, the complaint initially 
the uh, comment, uh, the complaint was brought to my attention uh, via an employee, and, you know, I noticed that some would say, well, why would you wait that long to say anything? She said she'd been working there at an Olympic cafe, uh, and I've heard people make Oh my goodness! Uh, I, you know, I'm acquainted with some folks that rave over the food, the taste of the food. Okay, they rave over that. Uh, now, whether they have gone beyond the boundaries, meaning they picked up their order, the order was delivered, uh, or maybe they just sit out front in whatever space and they really don't investigate anything else. Um, I don't know, but you know. She said she'd been working there for seven years, and um, she was fired for standing up because, you know, she made it known. In other words, our people lead here. This is in our community. But she went into the basement to get something, and what she found, and for those of you that have seen the promo so far, you can go to GMN Live TV page on Facebook, and uh, you see that, uh, that image now, you might wonder, well, what is that image? Please forgive me. I did not acknowledge what that image is. But it is, uh, you know, cut up poultry parts, wings, etc. cetera. Um, and so just so you know that. But her concern was where it was positioned. Uh, it was, you know, it's downstairs. Uh, it's not in a secured sanitary area. It's just downstairs in the basement sitting there as though it's waiting to be prepped or waiting to be cooked. Uh, you know, you, you, there's all kinds of ways of looking at that. And uh, so that's, that's just not good right there. Uh, so now we weren't there. We weren't on the spot. Uh, I will take a visit there, but we, we weren't there. We weren't on the spot. So we don't know you know, uh, if it was how she approached, well, what's going on? What are we doing? When did we start doing this? Or did you know? Because maybe uh, an employee didn't complete their task and, you know, this is how they did it and she's bringing it to the attention. Uh, but it just, it doesn't look good. I mean, if you see it and you don't say anything about it, uh, as I said, someone said, well, why? Are you just now saying something? Uh, another person had also acknowledged that they had worked there for years and uh, had left the company because of those unsanitary, uh, ta- uh, you know, practices, etc. cetera. Um, and she spoke up. But, again, some may say, well, why are you just now saying things? I don't want anyone to be bashed for whenever you come forward. You know, I believe that, you know, our our commentators can agree with this. I don't care whether it is all of us, you know, you were raped when you were uh, a child and you had enough sense to know as you were growing up that you were out of harm's way and yet now you get older and you know this is going to affect people, et cetera. What are people going to think about you? But finally you say something. You don't bash that person. 
prayerfully you support because at least they are saying something. That's a part of their healing, and someone can get to the bottom of that. Whatever the issue might be, you committed a crime. You are that person uh, that, you know, in your mind unintentionally, you were not aiming at that person that you drove up by, but unfortunately you did because you pulled a gun out and fired it into an open area. And uh, so now you're coming to the forefront. I think this is a good time to connect these dots. You're coming to the forefront and you, you, that thing is, you know, you're ready. God's been dealing with you and you're ready to get this out and to move forward. uh, Even to the point where you even, after all that time of being hidden and not coming to the forefront, you even want to apologize. Yeah, you're going to have to face the consequences and deal with that, but at least you are acknowledging it and your soul is now saved. I mean, you know, so uh, because you've repented and uh, you're in a a different place and you understand that. And so the outcome is no longer in your hands when you come forward, but you're doing the right thing. So even if that person did not say anything until now, wouldn't we, aren't we glad that it's happening? Too much has been hidden. Too much has been, uh, you know, hidden and, and no one knows what happened and why it happened and and all of these kinds of things. And people are hurting. They're hurting. And so it's time to get to the bottom. All right, commentators, your perspective. Pastor Barbara, you're absolutely right. Thank you so much for mentioning it. And one more, a little clarification. When I was talking about people ranting on social media about bad experiences in restaurants or with businesses, I was talking about, people in general and customers, uh, it never crossed my mind that the girl would say that because she got fired. If anything, I'm thinking that she got fired because she spoke up. And one of the things that you just mentioned, which is so very true, is that there's times when people, for whatever reasons, lots of time goes by before they act on something, regardless of whether it was something bad that happened to them or something bad that they did. Uh, I remember talking to somebody not that long ago. Oh, no, I think I heard it on the radio. A guy kept a book from the local library or something and never turned it in or his high school or I don't remember where. And like 20 years had gone by. And keeping that book bugged him so bad that eventually he sent he sent the place a check for $100 and told them which book it was and, and all that stuff. So whether it's us doing something that we're not that thrilled about or having something unpleasant or negative done to us, um, there's times when we don't say anything because – We don't know how, we don't know we can, the circumstances, there's all kinds of things at play. But like you said, the good thing is it's part of the healing process to be able to start to do something about it. Absolutely. Now, here's a comment. Um, 
you know, you heard me say uh, some would make reference to the fact of why now, why now? All right, a response to that is, um, as someone who has pre quote as someone who has previously worked in food service, uh, this person is saying, I'm sure this wasn't the only unsanitary thing. Uh, she saw. But how do you know this wasn't the worst and her breaking point? How do you know this wasn't a reoccurring thing and something they did from time to time? How do you know this wasn't something they hid from her until they felt like they could trust her? This is why people do do keep things to themselves because once they do, they're open up for unnecessary scrutiny. Would you have been happier had she not posted it and, and, and told people about it and, and let people continuously eat mop sink chicken? The next person that sees something may not be so quick to speak out now. Oh, and people get fired often for pointing out unsanitary conditions and crooked behavior from management. Uh, You know, Dr. Lewis, I want you to jump in here. But, you know, as I was recounting that, I also could hear um, that there are scenarios where people, their wages are terrible. Listen, I am not excusing this. If I was excusing unsanitary practices, you would not be hearing this broadcast this morning on this subject because we definitely have a list of itinerary for subject matter as far as making money, your books, all these kinds of things, and et cetera. However, if we don't also delve into and communicate concerning the unsanitary practices, no differently than we would communicate with you the, um, the poor turnaround time of hearing about uh, RFPs uh, and being top-heavy, meaning that kind of information seems to move about uh, within a certain circle of influences, connections, relationships, et cetera, rather than being purely public and in a timely manner so that people can be on board. This is no different. This is no different. You need to know because you may be considering maybe your business got next, meaning in a positive way. You're getting ready for that loan to be approved. You're in great expectation. You're one telephone call away from it, or you've already been notified, and yet, You're thinking if they've told you that you can't have the money immediately, uh, et cetera, and there's, you know, 30 days and put your receipts in, et cetera, and yet you don't even have the budget for that yet. So, you know, these little traps get you. And so maybe your mindset could have been, hadn't you heard this, and you're getting ready to open up a food service, whether it's a pop-up truck, whatever the case might be, and you're thinking, well, Um, maybe if I hold off on this one little piece relative to sanitary regulations so that I can at least get out here because my license um, is necessary, et cetera, and um, I've got to cut a couple of corners here because 
I need the revenue. So if I open the doors to the business, to the truck, and folks, you know, come and patronize, I can build capital and go get that other piece. All right, commentators, go ahead. Apostle, again, you know, this is great. Um, And uh, it really flows even back to our original theme. Um, You know, we're dealing with business, the real deal, and the obvious things that you don't know. Um, So, you know, here's one of those obvious things that people somehow didn't grasp, lost track of, uh, put in the background. Again, you cannot have a, a, a food business where you are serving food to the public, but your preparation, your storage of uh, your food is unsanitary. I mean, you know, you're not uh, – you're, you're headed on a, a, a road for destruction. You're headed to a place where your business is going to be shut down. Things are going to be uh, impacted. Your reputation is going to be smeared. Uh, which, again, as a food business, it's really hard to recover from those kinds of accusations, and, and it's certainly a costly proposition. You know, again, obvious things that you don't know, you know. Uh, so we got to really, uh, you know, and our, and our theme for today was actually having the right mindset. And, uh, you know, you've got to have that mindset. You've got to have, again, I'm in business to serve. I need to have a quality product or service, I need to make sure that that product or service uh, retains quality throughout the process and that my end customer has something that they can appreciate, that they value, and that it's at a price that uh, makes sense to them to take advantage of that value. That will cause them to be loyal customers to come again and again and again. Um, and sometimes you've got to make sacrifices. You know, I, I, I own several businesses. I've owned a number of businesses over the years, um, never had a food business, although with my ministry, uh, the outreach we do, from time to time we have different food programs. Again, I am a stickler. You know, it's the plastic gloves. It's everything contained where it needs to be contained. It's, you know, if you have to move away from the food prep uh, area for any reason to go take care of something else to maybe take money, hey, you need to change gloves, go back, rinse those hands off, get back in line, get it back together again so that everything, again, is done in excellence. And, uh, and so, you know, again, you know, there, there, there's so many things we could point to uh, where that mindset uh, is just so critical. You know, the Bible says, as a man thinks, so is he. You know, when you cut corners, when you compromise, when you, you know, want to take shortcuts, um, you know, that, that says that the mindset isn't right. And sometimes it means, hey, you know, if you launch a business, you open up a food truck or a restaurant or car or any business for that matter, we're not just down on the food industry. Uh, you know, sometimes, again, if you haven't done the cost analysis properly, you don't have the operating money to do it, you got to find some things that you can do on the side to be able to bring those dollars in so you can meet the standard. Yes, it's going to cost you more. You've already invested your time. You've already invested your money. You already got things at stake. But, hey, you know, I'm going to spend that extra energy, extra time to get those revenues where I need to have them so I can have the proper equipment. I can get the equipment repaired. I can make sure the refrigerator that broke down 
uh, that store of my meat actually gets re- repaired so that I can do that, or I'm going to invest in some coolers that can actually, you know, again, sanitarily uh, store the quantities I need to do. Again, it's all about your commitment, you know, really to your core values and, and excellent uh, integrity, being above board, um, delivering a superior product. That's got to be your mindset. I'm in it to win it. Uh, you know, from a belief, from a faith perspective, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And, uh, you know, as I commit to doing things the right way, I can look for some divine help to show up and make sure that I'm able to carry that thing out. I love it. He's absolutely right. And um, one of the things that Dr. Uh, Foreman reminded me about uh, I had thought about it, but I'm glad he touched it. Commitment to excellence. Uh, some people see their customers or their clients as a dollar sign, which means it's a transaction. You're coming here for this. Here, uh, give me my money. Go away. There's other people who see their clients or their customers as a guest. When we have a guest, it's not necessarily transactional. Are they okay? Do they like their surroundings? Um you can take a little mom pop place and make it feel cozy from things that you can dig out of the basement or get from neighbors or garage sales or whatever. It doesn't take a whole lot of money to make a place look a little more cozy. Um, what's the name of that? Uh, Starbucks. The reason Starbucks was able to start charging close to $5 for a cup of coffee was because they weren't selling the coffee. They were selling the atmosphere, the environment. You went in there, you felt like you were in somebody's living room. It was a cozy place you could read, you could snuggle up near a fireplace, whatever. When we had a business years ago in Chicago, uh, it was something similar to a currency exchange. And in most places, currency exchanges look like this uh, sanitized white hall uh, if you're lucky, there's a couple pictures on the wall. It's, uh, you go up to some window or whatever, you do your transaction, you leave. Uh, if you're lucky, it doesn't smell like anything. If you're not so lucky, it might not smell so great. Our currency exchange, it wasn't a currency exchange, our office provided different types of services. We did income taxes, we did notarization, we did um, uh, translations, all kinds of other services. So it was set up like an office. There was a desk. There were pictures on the walls. There were uh, chairs. Uh, and for the different holidays or seasons, we would put things up in the window. At Christmas time, we had a Christmas tree up. So it was an extension of people's living rooms. There were times when people would come in just to chit-chat with the employees. And I used to tell them, I used to tell them, probably lonely. So if you're not busy, if you don't have, uh, you know, if you're, if you're not busy with customers, talk to them. You're here anyway. But in other places, you know, I don't know if they would have the patience for that. Um, we grew to, and when you're the one that's doing it by yourself and you have nothing else to compare yourself to, you don't know how good you are or bad. million in sales over four years didn't mean anything to me until very recently 
when somebody said that most small businesses don't get to a million dollars. And I was wondering, a million dollars in sales or in profits? Because um, it definitely was not $2.6 million in, in profits. But the thing, what I'm getting to is we wouldn't have grown that much if there wasn't something there that was making the customers feel good about coming to our particular business as opposed to other ones. Thank you. This is great substance. And uh, I mean, you know, this is what it's all about. We want to give you hands-on, usable, comprehension is for you. You're able to grasp it, understand it, and then process. We also want to invite you, our listeners, to never hesitate to comment, even on the channel there. You can comment right below. And, yes, it goes into social media. However, if you want to inbox GMN Live TV and say, I heard you saying, and I'm one step away from blank, blank, I don't know who to reach out to for this piece of my business uh, or my proposal, et cetera. We have tools. We have contacts. We have resources that we graciously, willingly, and can't wait to turn you on to, point you in that direction. And even if you are just on the brink, let's say that you have been approached by the health department or some other source, uh, you know, maybe they can mention some other things. My mind is on this right now. Uh, but, and you know what, you know you're fed up with doing business that way. And based upon listening, as Miss Lydia Inyosa always says, you've been jotting down, making notes, et cetera. But today is the day you're feeling pressure. You're even feeling conviction after <laughs> listening today. <laughs> you know, and, and, but that's a, see, you know what, Dr. Foreman, can we go there for a moment? Conviction is, wow, there's a difference. Mm-hmm. There is a godly, your creator, because you didn't fall out the sky. All right. No matter what right. people have said, you you didn't we'll fall, fall out the ocean. sky. We'll out Wait, the or out the ocean. Wow, you're gonna to have to educate me on that one. Okay, but your creator <laughs> purposed you before you were even in the womb of your mother, not the womb of an animal, the womb of your mother. That fem- that right there says a whole lot. Not the womb of man, the womb of a woman. And there was purpose assigned to you. Oh, my goodness. And it came directly from the highest level of intelligence. Oh, my goodness. And, and insight and wisdom and creativity and knowledge. And I'm running out of words to even describe you, you're trying to get your free this morning, Apostle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm running out of descriptions. You know, wow. But the, you know. the fact of the matter is it. It was all there, and it's in you, but unfortunately, 
when we come into the atmosphere of this life, the real world, there are children that borderline. Had it not been for one move, that you would have been aborted. Had yeah. it not been for one other move, you would have been left uh, in a garbage can. You know, reality now, reality. But you're here but you're still here and now you're tuned in and some positive things have been happening and you're getting your wind and you're getting your strength and all of this is important to you. And there are those of you that are brilliant and listen, you've been doing business for years, et cetera, et cetera, and you got it going on. You should be chiming in and celebrating the fact that there is a platform like this, that your voice can be heard, that you can push that number one and say, wow, let me share a lemon to lemonade from my life experience, regardless. And discover and recover is what we want you to experience, listeners, callers. We want that for you. We don't want your business shut down unless you're just so determined that you're going to fleece the people. We've been talking about that Felice of Village. And we, you know, so if that's your mindset, you're going to be exposed. Your demise is upon you. It's knocking at your door because we can go to sleep. But that same Creator, God the Father, that same purposed one will deal with you. It's just as simple as that. So even though you think you're getting away with it, you think it's hidden, it isn't hidden to the one and only, our creator. Go ahead, doctor. Well, well you know, um, so I'm going to jump right in the middle of what you were just saying, you know, getting back to, to the, the individual, getting back to us again, being uh, created by God um, in his image, in his likeness. Um, that we might be born into situations that are that are less than stellar, uh, less than you know uh, yes. great situations, uh, and you know again you know this this place and, and and the black money team who we are as individuals what we're up to and our uh, callings and our assignments and our businesses in the community we're up to being able to create places and platforms for you to uh, discover who you are, for you to benefit from, um, you know, the, the experiences that we've had, from, from the calls and the times that are on our life to make our communities, to make our uh, villages better places. And so, you know, you just brought me to, you know, one thing that we're getting ready to do, Apostle, and we've kind of had on uh, – we've moved it back to the fall, and we've been kind of regrouping and, and putting things together um, we're going to be doing a conference uh, in September, and right now, at least we're, we're stating the title to be uh, "Free to Pursue the Promises" or "Freed to the Promises." Free to the promises. You know, God has promised us so much. God has the best in mind for each of us. God has a destiny for you that is great. It's divinely oriented and, and ordained, so that again. You can walk in that. And, again, if you're not walking in that to whatever degree that you're not walking in that, we're going to have a platform for you to be able to get word that you need, get the encouragement you need, get the inspiration that you need, get the instruction that you need so that you can really walk in and fulfill 
that promise in your life. And again, this door is open every Monday morning to help you to do that relating to your your wealth, to your prosperity, to your family, to your business, to your longevity, to your destiny. I mean, we're here to really help you fulfill promise, fulfill potential, go to the places that you desire to go to, have the things that you really dream about having, and really live into that God-created potential purpose. And so that's our mission. That's our assignment. You want to stay plugged into this. You want to, as I always tell my ministry folks, we have a service of any kind. Hey, the next time I want you to tell Peter, tell Paul, tell Mary, tell them all to get out to the service so that they can be able to benefit, take advantage of, be imparted to uh, from this word, from these teachings, from these invitations, so that they can take their lives to the next level and they can receive more of what God has for them and eventually receive all of what God has for them. So, you know, that's where you are. As the apostle always says, you've reached your destination. This is where you ought to be. This is your divine connection for you for this time, for this season, to help us all get to where God will have us to be. Ditto, ditto, ditto. On point. Listen, callers, listeners. This is not to, I want this real clear because for those of you that chime in after the broadcast or on demand and any other time of day, night, you can get this same broadcast when you hear about it. I noticed that there's a lot of bashing going on. And when I say that bashing of uh, the the woman who came forward and acknowledged this, um, we've got we got to do better as a community. Otherwise, we won't get to where we need to be. Anything. Try changing that language to edit that comment and change that language to thanks for bringing it, it to our attention. Now it's up to us to follow through and see what's going on here. And so we need to deal with one another differently, differently, uh, so that people don't shut down and retreat. And that person that was just getting ready, just getting ready, they had typed you know, their comment or whatever, and they were just getting ready to hit post. And then they saw the bashing and they said, "Mm -mm, no, all right? Whatever they were getting ready to say as it relates to this or thinking about coming out and telling what's been happening to them uh, uh, that, that, you know, the employer is cheating them in their wages, um, You know, uh, the employer always has an excuse about why they can't pay them that week, and that person has been right there. Promises were made in helping to build the business, et cetera, and after a while, it's like that, you know, that household is being impacted, whatever, or even if they don't have anyone to take care of but themselves, but they have needs too, and they've put the time in, and 
all I can say is line of communication is very important when those are the circumstances and it is a a uh, agreeable building relationship, but communication, absolutely communication, because if your bills are all still getting paid and yet the people that are in support of you, those employees, they're lacking and that, you know, there's always an excuse when they come to get that paycheck. You know, that's, that's not right. That's not fair to them. But in communicating, communicating and coming up with some kind of resolution, uh, you know, it's the food business, et cetera, and you can't pay them the wages that you'd like to pay them, but you are paying wages and they do get a check, then you know what? Think about sharing in, you know, that food, you know, that whatever it is, uh, whatever you can do to be creative to keep a group of people that are working with you in a positive place. We got to think a little bit. If you're getting a discount on the, 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 uh, the food, the vegetables that you're bringing in and they're high quality and your sanitary aspect is par excellence, et cetera, then think about this. Look at those employees. You've got two, three, whatever, and, and say, you know what? If this will help on your home grocery budget bill, this is what I commit to doing. This is what I commit oh. to do every payday. This is what will come with your, your pay, you know, and so much more. We can be so creative if we really want to, especially when we recognize that it is demonic forces that would want to expose a business <laughs> tear them down, destroy them for one missed situation, one missed situation. And you all know it can happen. It can happen. It can destroy. But, you know, there are those people that are saying the food is good. It's their favorite place, et cetera. Now they see this, but yet they can't understand why you didn't say anything before. So now they're angry. Listen, everybody, can you just settle down and look at the fact that here's someone that brought it to the forefront, the photo that they provided, you know, and now you it's on you to reach out, look at, uh, the Better Business Bureau, see if there are any complaints there, whatever the case might be, uh, and, and so much more. So go ahead, Dr. Foreman. Apostle, and I just want to say this, you know, by way of, I don't know, even to say disclaimer, but again, you know, we, we're only sharing what has been shared with us. And, and again, Absolutely. we're looking at this as an object lesson, you know. Um, we don't know all the details, ins and outs. But, again, we were preparing today to talk about business, the right mindset. And one thing that I wanted to bring to the table today was to talk about, you know, business owner mindset. I'm just going to give you one nugget. Uh, if you're a business owner, if you are a potential business owner, if you're going to start a business, um, there's a great book by Robert Kiyosaki uh, called The Cash Flow Quadrant. And he talks about the four different ways that money's made in our economy. And uh, one of them is through business ownership. And he says a business owner uh, has a mindset. This is how you can also self-check. Am I really right now on the path, on the plane, and the right to be a business owner? But he says this. He says a business owner would think, why do it myself when I can hire someone to do it for me uh, and they can do it better? So, again, as Apostle was talking about, again, having employees. And, yes, you may have, you know, 
financial limitations and your resources, how, you know, what you can afford to pay people or, or otherwise. But, again, if you've got that business owner mindset, you understand that you're building a business, that it takes others, it takes employees to actually run that business to make it a business. If you're the one who's has a restaurant and you're opening the restaurant in the morning and you're frying all the chicken, you're taking all the orders and you're, you know, you're the magic in that I have to tap, bust your bubble, you're not a business owner. You're a self-employed restauranteur. But as a business owner, again, you're, you're leveraging other people, their time and their talent that keeps that business going, that brings the revenues into that situation. Again, that call for creativity. What can you do to make sure that those employees, those, if you will, those are your real business partners, that those business partners are taken care of, they're satisfied, they've got, you know, what they need so that you can operate that business at a level of integrity and also longevity so that, again, you're staying in business. You know, too many times we have a very short business model window. You know, the average business that's successful in the U.S. lasts 40 years. That's really, you know, one, maybe two generations. The average business in China, they write a 100-year business plan. They have, this business is going to be around for me, my kids, my kids' kids, and their kids' kids, and even beyond that. We've got to really begin to take a look at what we're doing, how we're doing it, to have that longevity, and I think part of what you said, you know, hey, you know, if, if it means that on the back end I need to be cutting my employees a deal on produce they can buy through the business or I can supply them through the business, I mean, that's out-of-the-box thinking. That's, again, creativity, but it's how do I make it work? How do I have the business components, the partnership, the employees, the ongoing things that need to be there to really make this business and walk, talk, sing, and dance, and be around for 10, 20 years. So I don't, I don't have to cut corners or compromise. I'll give another illustration just real quick, too. A lot of people say, well, there are no jobs today. Um, you know, uh, years ago, and I always do this, you know, we see this every so often in our community, somebody pops up with a brand-new soul food place, and it's like it's, it's the hot, trendy, or they've got mama's fried chicken or mama's catfish or whatever the case is, and it's a good draw. It's a good meal that you want to go and get, and we get excited and promote that that business, that restaurant to people. And, and, and again, the, the owner hasn't really become a business owner or developed a business model yet, so they're missing components to, to that business that need to be there for it to be running, ongoing, and successful. Um, I had opportunity to, to support one a few years ago and really try to get my friends, my, you know, pastor colleagues and others involved in going to patronize them. And I went one day, and it just actually to the other side of the equation. People said there are no jobs. I went in one day, and uh, they had two people. They had a person taking orders at the register, ringing up, collecting the money. The owner was in the back doing all the cooking and what have you. Of course, that created a bunch of internal problems. But what was missing was somebody to actually clean, clear bus tables. I took it upon myself, Apostle. I got up. I went to the, to the, to the, to the sink, grabbed a wash rag, started wiping tables down, picked up one of the trays. The owner almost had a heart attack. I said, brother, I want to just sow into you some love. 
give me that, give me that deal so I can put these dishes in there so you can take them off to the back and get them washed whenever you can. But I'm going to make sure that this restaurant is clean and presentable because you've got a people constantly coming in, but the tables were just filling up with, like you said, all the leftover stuff. It wasn't nasty, but it was clutter, plates, glasses, and whatnot. I bust all the tables. Two things happened with that. The customers coming in thought I was one of the owners. Said, man, you guys have a great place here. I'm so glad you're here. The food is good. You guys keeping it clean, this and this and this and this. And also folks start offering me tips. Uh, I didn't take the tips. But what I realized was I have effectively created a job. I wanted to be in that business, you know, on my own dime, okay? You know, I'm just going to give my time. But now people were giving me tips. I was making money. I was creating a job in the midst of that situation because, again, of creative thinking. And so, you know, that's a part of what it takes to, to, to really thrive in the economy, to make unique opportunities that are, don't always present themselves immediately. But if you have the right mindset and you're willing to get involved and take to the next level, the creative, creativity will kick in and you can prosper and profit from that creativity greatly. You know, this, again, is, I don't know if we want to refer to, well, yeah, we can. You know, it's it's almost like an incubator in respect to what we offer here on this platform because there are, we need the situations that have, that come to us so that we can bring tangible situations to the listener's attention, help them identify with, okay, is this happening to someone that we know, uh, that we did not know that they were going through this, and now I can go back and, you know, give them some insight and share some things with them, or is this me and I can benefit and, and glean from this and do better, grow better, or treat my, you know, my team, my staff better, et cetera. We have those times and moments where everything just isn't happening and it seems to be just, un, you know, unraveling, et cetera. But there's always an answer that will appear. And when you've gotten an opportunity to sit at a table such as this and hear from the black money team, hear the business of Monday Money talk and see how it, wow, I should have been listening, but I'm here now. Don't beat yourself up. Don't think about what you've missed out on. There is a channel of broadcast programs, over 500 there. And so just take your time and get what you need. Find the Mondays and go with that if that's what you're needing. And we want you to benefit and grow. Now, are you willing to chime in on another broadcast, comment, and say, you know what, I heard this on two weeks ago or a month ago or even a year out of uh, the channel on Mondays. And I was there, but now I'm here and I benefited. We would love to hear that. And even if we don't, we're still going to stay in place because we know that we're helping you move forward. We're benefiting as well. So don't get it twisted. It goes two ways, hearing you, 
sharing where you've been and where you're going. We benefit so that we can bring quality insight and information to our listeners. So listeners, don't go away and stating it because I'm making it very clear. We're not bashing Olympic Cafe, but we are making known to you that this is uh, an item, a business, a situation that is ha- this is happening to right now, and it's coming out into the open. So now what is your posture? Do you want to just line up for the boycott and be like a, uh, a wild wolf that's hungry and just needs to express because other things aren't happening in your favor? Or... Look at it from the standpoint, you are a witness, you have experienced bad service, unsanitary practices, and now you're coming out, and you need to be able to say that. And, and so we just want to do things a little bit differently. We don't have to kill everything. And I paused for a moment because I believe that's real. We don't have to kill everything. Our piece is to give you what is necessary to get the best result from whatever your business or entrepreneurial endeavor is or employee endeavor is so that we can move forward. Now, I can't check it out right now, but isn't it interesting that all of a sudden I see Fox 9, live. Authorities are investigating a possible workplace. I can't tell you what that workplace is because I can't chime into it right at this moment, but I'm going to do so uh, so that I can see by chance if it's what we're talking about. See, So we are a village, we are a community, but we have a standard here on this broadcast platform to challenge, reveal, expose, bring to the table how we can better build infrastructures, better handle movement and receiving the finances that are necessary, the capital that is necessary to be in business and stay in business and operate in a healthy way. There you go. Oh, All right, yeah, and, and, and uh, both you, Lydia, both of you, go ahead, and I'm going to check on this particular. I'll let Lydia have the last comment if that's how we wind up the show today. Uh, but I just want to jump in right on that and say that again. You know, this is the business of Monday Money Talks. Again, our mission is to help you keep your money in the black. And as Apostle was just touching upon, next week's show is maximizing the money maximizing the money, and we're going to have uh, guest Philip Porter uh, on the show next week. He is one of the loan officers at uh, NDC, the Neighborhood Development Corporation. He is also an entrepreneur uh, in his own right. He's also clergy, so he's a very good friend to this uh, this broadcast and to the work that we're up to in the village. And so we want to invite you to be on that show, and again, Tell everyone, again, if you have a business, if you're thinking about doing a business, if you ever, if you can spell the word business, uh, you need to be checking out these broadcasts so that you can get some information, get some insight, 
get some uh, some strategies for implementing things that are going to make your business successful. And, and, and really next week, again, you've got to have the inside track to hear how the lenders and financiers are thinking. Uh, he's going to share with us some things about how we miss opportunities that, again, you know, from his perspective, he wants us to maximize. He wants us to get all that we can get. Uh, and, and as the old minister used to tell me, get all you can get and then can all that you get. Um, you want to make sure you want to make sure that you're on this show to do just that to get the information, take it back, to put it into use, so that you can maximize your money. And Lydia, over to you. <laughs> wow, Lydia, just um, Lydia, just before you speak, uh, that piece that I needed to check on it is Orlando, Florida. And uh, it had to do with a uh, a shooting that was taking place on a work site. Wow. All right, oh let's God. go. Okay. Let's go. Um, well, both of you have touched on wonderful things, things that are very necessary. But before we leave, I want to come back to uh, who you are is reflected in your business. And when we... When we have our business, when we lead our business with integrity, then the business takes care of us. I, I'm thinking in particular. I don't know about the name. I don't know the name of the company. There was a gentleman that had some kind of manufacturing facility, and he had a fire. Uh, so he had to lay off all his employees, and he didn't know how long they were going to be laid off because they needed to rebuild and the insurance and all those things. But no, it wasn't an issue of laying off. I, I don't remember exactly what it turned out, exactly the specifics, but what I do know was that he didn't want his employees' families to have to suffer, so he was going to pay them while the facility was being rebuilt. So these employees, because they'd been treated so well while they were working there, they were not comfortable with the idea of receiving money to just stay home and do nothing. So they showed up and they helped the man rebuild his manufacturing facility. So, you know, uh, when I was a kid, they used to say what goes around comes around. Now they call it karma, but it's the same thing. Uh, uh, the employers that put themselves, whenever we, and uh, Apostle Barber, you touched on it a minute ago. You said, before we say something negative, we should stop and think. And, I hope that before I open my big mouth, I I, uh, I stop and I put myself in the other person's shoes because if I put myself in the other person's situation, I might see what I'm not what I'm not seeing. Uh, if there's people acting around being goofy while somebody else is trying to take a picture, they might say, "I've got every right to be here." But those people that are being goofy, if they stand there and they say, "Would I want this in the background of my picture?" they might move themselves along without being without having anybody ask them to do it. So how we treat people reflects on who we are. That's it for me for today. Thank you. Powerful. This has, uh, wow. You know, if I were on the other end of this and, uh, you know, to the team, I always take the time and go back and listen. I do that purposely. Uh, to, uh, you know, how how would I say, enhance, correct, be uh, aware of um, other 
topics that come out of a topic, etc. And uh, it always makes a difference. And a lot of you know, a lot of times we will hear uh, ourselves, especially as as preachers. There are some that will say, "I never listened to what I preached that day, etc." I don't like to listen to myself. Hmm. Well, see, I I'm on a different spectrum there because I could have in um, speaking quickly mispronounced something, uh, miscommunicated something by just one word, uh, et cetera. And so it gives us an opportunity to go back and even in comments say uh, correction, et cetera. And, and so that's important. So we really want to engage you uh, even when you chime in uh, as you're sharing this broadcast and you encouraging others to listen in uh, live stream-wise after we come off the broadcast live. And uh, they can still comment, and uh, we will check. And if there's information uh, that you're asking for, uh, we will make sure that we give you some direction or some insight or uh, encouragement if necessary. But we don't do this for entertainment. We do this That's right. by calling and quality of life, quality of life for all and justice and justice because when you don't know, then you are less likely to get what you really need, what you really need and what you deserve to have. So I needed to really clarify that. Now it's up to you to go visit Olympic Cafe, um, check on Better Business Bureau, uh, and maybe, you know, we can make some other suggestions or whatever. Um, but, um, you know, maybe you know an employee that works there, et cetera. But, again, people are fighting for wages. I am not apologizing. This is unapologetic about if we did not want you to know, we would not have put it out here today. But I'm saying employees are sometimes while just misused, underutilized, and so much more. And we want to encourage those who are in that capacity. Now, in the general workplace, you have those that there's uh, discrimination going on. You're fulfilling the job. You're at the top of your A game. Every time there's a request made, they toss you the ball because they know you're going to deliver. You're going to deliver for that company. Yet every time there is an opportunity for you to advance, they always have an excuse. Maybe there's something better for you outside of that particular department. But here's what's happening, and this happens in different sectors of organizations, whether it is, um, it doesn't matter, different areas. So they're trying to hold you back because they're benefiting, profiteering off of your creativity, profiting off of your value, etc. So prayerfully begin to think 
and inquire of the Lord, is it the right time to literally say, I've got to make a move. There's more for me. And it maybe have that conversation with that employer. And I would appreciate you giving me the best review that you can because the evidence is in the fact that I'm producing and you and this department is benefiting. I'm proud of that. But I must soar. There's some other things that I must pursue for my benefit. So that convers those conversations can be had. Even in business uh, partnering. When a partner says, I've got to make a move, and now that other partner is so dependent on that, that now it's causing a rift and causing a discomfort in how things are going to be separated and whatever. Well, that's where that LLC comes in place uh, and, and those kinds of things or the clarity in writing about to what, you know, your part in, and in the event there is a time when you would depart, not depart, but separate from that particular entity. And some of you may be stuck right now because that's what's happening. And you're frustrated and nobody knows that. And maybe another person in that organization has quite a bit of influence and just one word would kill any opportunity for you because they didn't agree with you leaving. Well, I want to help you out. Remember who created you. Remember who really has the last say. And when you are in an organization and the practices are off, they are wrong, they are guilty of fleecing the, the, uh, the, the, the employees and, and whatever else category you want to put in there. And that conviction, we're back to that, that conviction. Conviction is necessary for our well-being. It's for our health and our well-being spiritually, spiritually that we can function as humans in the space that we've been given. Condemnation is another issue. That which is of spirit and of our Father, God, our Creator, by Christ Jesus, the grace that we've been given, that is a conviction of I can't even put it into words. You will know it. You will know it. But you won't feel the way that you know there's a difference is condemnation will to destroy you, wants you to shut your life down, wants you to feel as though everything is absolutely impossible for you to achieve or have possession of businesswoman, businessman, Listen, employees, all right. So, Dr. Foreman. Possibly you're right. And, uh, you know, again, you got to, you know, as they say, I don't want to be mysterious, but, but know the times and the season. Uh, again, you know, if you have been that dedicated employee on your A-game and uh, you see that opportunity does not abound, if you will, um, in that current employer position, that may be a clue to you that it's time to, to move on, to start your own business. Um, um, 
I, I didn't want to introduce it today or or minimally things. Well, we want to do something for you. We cannot, you know, we're we're not having the resources or whatever. We try to get the board approval. Um, you know, there is something called uh, entrepreneurship, and we'll get more into that on our next broadcast. But, you know, again, thinking creatively um, outside the box, how can I create a revenue stream inside of this business? Um, because, again, I'm the man, I'm the woman, I've got the skills, I've got the connects, I've got the closing ability, um, and I can now leverage that to create my own opportunity uh, within the same banner I'm in um, to actually prosper and profit from this because of where I've taken myself to or operating in the gifts and the talents that the creator gave me. So, um, you know, again, it, it's knowing the season. Am I done being just an employee, which is a mindset in and of itself? Um, am I ready now to move into entrepreneurship, which, again, is a totally different mindset? Or am I somewhere in the middle where I can find new revenue streams that I can create and benefit from within the current employment, which is our entrepreneurship? So I want to encourage you just to be in faith, keep moving forward, keep your money in the black always, ever increasing, never going backward. You guys have been absolutely wonderful. Thank you. Folks, you have yourself a spectacular week. We look forward to having you Monday again when we talk about uh, our next topic coming up. And you don't even have to really know what it is because you'll it'll be it's guaranteed. It's going to be interesting. You're going to get something out of it. Have a great day.